Have you just started your email marketing and you're looking to grow your email list? If so, you're in the right place because today we are going to talk about your email welcome series, what it is and why you need it. Now, this is often overlooked for a lot of busy authors and speakers, but I am telling you, you need to nurture your leads with this sequence and stay tuned until the end and you will learn the number one thing most entrepreneurs get wrong with their email marketing. If we haven't met before, hello, my name is Alina Bon. I'm a content marketer and creator of Effortless Engine. And today I am joined by a very special guest, Danny Page. Danny is a copywriter who helps six-figure entrepreneurs increase signups and sales by writing strategic copy that empowers them to say yes. Her sales pages have helped close a $30,000 book launch, a $120,000 course launch, and honestly, who knows what else? We're going to find out today. <laughs> Danny, welcome to the show. Can you please take a moment and tell us more about you, who you are, who you help, and what you do? Hey, Alina. Thank you so much for having me for the lovely intro. I'm so happy to be here and chat with your audience. So like you said, my name is Danny. I help digital entrepreneurs write unboring launch copy to convert more students into their amazing online programs and courses. That is amazing. And I know that this conversation is going to be so valuable to my audience today, because like I said before, most of my clients are authors and speakers and moving on to bringing their expertise that they have in person and transferring it online. So that's why I was so excited to invite you onto the show today, because I know that copywriting for your email marketing and your sales page is so essential when you are trying to sell these things online. So I'm so grateful to have you on again. Yeah, exactly. And like writing is everywhere. When we get online, absolutely every part of your business has some sort of angle of writing copy. So it's definitely worth it to understand it a little bit more and perfect it. You're right. And you know what? That's what I think is the hardest part about marketing. I feel like, well, obviously there's many elements and a lot of it is hard for most people, but you know, you can have the good designs, you can have, you know, catchy this and catchy that, but it's really the psychology of writing that gets people to buy. Right. Exactly. And like even your CTA at the end of your page, like that's still copy. Uh, so to get someone to take an action, there needs to be um, well-written copy to, in order to do that. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm so glad to have you on and we're just going to dive right in today. I have a few questions for you that is going to help the audience really understand what email marketing and this whole welcome series is, why we need it and how to do it. So the first question is just, just simply, what is an email welcome series and how important is it to growing your business? Yeah, so we need a welcome sequence to really bridge that gap from freebie to selling in your emails, right? Mm -hmm. You never want to be that person who, you know, you sign up for a freebie, you get this download, and then you don't hear from them at all. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, you get an email from them saying, here, buy my stuff. Right. And you're like, who is this? Like, I, I don't even remember you. I have no rapport with you. So that's exactly why we implement welcome sequences. It's your chance to build that, you know, that no like trust factor. Mm -hmm. So people really connect with you and the more you connect with them, you know, the more they buy into your mission and they buy into your business. And ultimately they're more likely they're going to actually buy from you. Right. So I always like to say like better connections equals better conversions. Oh, I like that. 
Mm -hmm. And if, so if your audience doesn't have this like initial string of welcome sequence emails, you know, they won't understand your story. They, they won't know why they need to invest their like sacred inbox time mm -hmm. on you. There just would be zero connection. That's a really good point that you bring up your sacred inbox time. And I think that's kind of a fine line, right? Because a lot of people, you know, they're either worried I'm emailing them too much and people are going to think I'm spammy or I'm annoying. And then in reality, it's most people aren't emailing enough. And that's something that I think is hard for people to, to really understand. So that leads me to the second question. How many emails do you need in your welcome series? Yeah. Okay. So I personally, I like to have seven emails in my, okay. it's kind of like my sweet spot. Um, and, and there's like a rule in email marketing too. It says that people need seven touches to know mm -hmm. and buy from you. So I feel like that's really aligned um, with saying that. I mean, there's no like hard, fast, you have to have seven emails, you know, right. um, having one or two emails is better than having zero emails, right? Just having some sort of welcome sequence. Uh, but for, yeah, personally, I like that seven email. Um, I, f I find that that's a great number. So next question. Can you describe kind of the flow of information? What kind of information do people need in this series? And what, what do you kind of break down each email to be? Yeah. So when you look at your welcome sequence, you always want to start with the end in mind. So oh. what are you actually leading them to? Is it going to be, you know, an offer? Maybe it's a one-on-one -on -one consultation, whatever that is. Each email needs to lead them closer to that. So you want to think about like, what does your reader need to know or believe in to be able to buy from you at the end of this sequence? Mm -hmm. So I, I like looking at my sequence. I actually have something called a faster framework. Um, so we can kind of run through that just high level of okay. what I put into each email. Okay, cool. Uh, so faster, it, it's got two S's, which okay. gives us our seven. So F is the first one that stands for freebie delivery. Very straightforward. They've downloaded your, you know, gone through your opt-in and they get that freebie delivery. We don't want to make it hard for them. Just give it to them in that first email. So that's the F. Then A is our second email, and that stands for against the grain. So this is a fun email where you can really like take a stance on a polarizing topic or just kind of, you know, speak up about a limiting belief that your reader might have. Again, with the end in mind, like leading them towards that offer. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great connection builder for you to be able to voice your opinion. And, you know, it really makes people perk up a little bit when you mm -hmm. stand up for something. For example, I could say, uh, like for myself, I'm a copywriter and maybe my like against the grain email is saying that I don't believe people need to hire a copywriter in their first year of business. Some people mm -hmm. might be like, what? Like, why is she telling us not to hire a copywriter? Right. But obviously it's strategic. Like I want people to understand their brand and their voice more for me to be able to help mm -hmm. them. So obviously we, we take this um, against the grain email you, um, strategically. So that was the second email. Then the third email is an S. It stands for share your story. So this is here where we really build, start building that trust and connection. And I, I like putting this email here because the, the one before kind of really grabbed their attention. So we've got them listening in and now we want to give them like 
really just a snapshot of who we are. This isn't like a full blown out, um, like about me email, just maybe like a specific moment where you overcame something or, you know, something specific in relation to you and what you're the expert in. Mm -hmm. We want to make it very value-based too. So maybe at the end of this email, you could drop like a helpful link, maybe a link to some blogs or a video that you might have. Mm -hmm. So that was share your story. Then we go on to the next S. This is optional too. This one I call the segmentation email. It's definitely not necessary when you're just starting out, but it will become more desirable as you like move forward and just grow a little bit more because this email really encourages people to like self-identify so you can actually tag them in your email service provider. So it's a bit more uh, high level, but it is really helpful because then um, again, I'll use myself as an example. I could ask people if they are like a course creator or if they are a service provider or a coach and they could click that button and then I know who they are and who I'm emailing. So if I want to send an email just to course creators, mm -hmm. I would be able to do that because maybe it wouldn't apply to the service provider. So of course, this would look different for your audience and for everyone, but it helps us be able to segment our list a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And can I, can I just say something real quick for in case anyone's listening and you, you haven't heard of segmentation in terms of email marketing before, segmentation is important because as Danny is saying, you have this freebie opt-in, you send it out to everyone, you, you kind of cast this wide net. And she's saying on the third email, this is your chance to segment. So this is your chance to get really clear on that reader and really what they want. So I'll give an example. I have one client, Becky, she's working with um, beginners and intermediates. So for example, her topic is real estate investing. So you could have a freebie for real estate investing at the beginning, but Danny's saying, so then on the third one, maybe it'd be good to do a segmentation. And that's where you can kind of start dividing up your audience between beginners or intermediates, or that's just one example, right? Exactly. Yep. That's exactly it. And then it helps you later down the road. If you have a very specific email just for those beginner people, mm -hmm. because if you sent it out to everyone, it might not apply. And then it looks like, you know, you don't know your audience as well. Right. So it helps you uh, send more curated emails. Mm -hmm. I love it. So what about the fourth email? Okay. So we're on to T in this faster framework, and that stands for your top tip. So this email is to provide a straight value-based email that you know, teaches them something. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to provide a lesson that, you know, that they can put into action right away. So the better the tip, the better the win th that it's going to be. Uh, and in turn, you know, they're more likely to invest in your paid offers. So we definitely mm -hmm. want to give them a big win here. Again, just building trust throughout these emails. Okay. I love that. And then we're on to E. So that stands for extend your offer. So you've kind of spent the last week now welcoming your subscribers in, making these connections, building that trust, you know, and setting yourself apart from everyone else in your niche. So now it's time to start offering some paid help. So that's exactly what we can do in this email is offer a service. And then R stands for resend your offer. So often people need to hear it more than once to take action. So again, in this final email, you can resend your, resend your offer again, let them know the benefits about it, and then you can close out your sequence. And from there, they can be added to, you know, and get those like weekly emails or however you uh, go about your email marketing after that. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think the clarity in that framework makes 
a lot of sense for uh, a lot of my clients. And I'm definitely going to go back and rejig my welcome series, but I do have a question about offering the service. This is kind of something I've observed and experimented. So I'd like to get your opinion. People will say, okay, what if you have this welcome series and obviously the open rates are going to drop off the further on you go. So wouldn't it make more sense to offer, you know, your whatever thing you're selling or a consultation on every email? What do you think? Is that too soon? Is it too many, too many offers? Yeah, you know what? It's it's a good question because I have seen people offer their service right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the stats on the back end, but personally, I think of it like say you're going over to someone's house for dinner and you open the door, they're not going to just throw the dinner plate, the food at you right away before you've even walked in the front door. Right? No, they're going to welcome you in. They're going to take off your jacket, maybe pour you a drink or have an appy before serving dinner. So that's what I kind of think of it as, you know, your offer is that dinner. So you really want to warm them up in the sequence. And that's what happens beforehand. Then they're ready for that, you know, main dish, which is your offer the end. I think that's right too, because again, this is about relationship building. If you think about it, if you're running a lead generator, you know, you're spending some ad money on it on social media, however you're doing it, and you're trying to reach a cold audience, you can't just make a sale right away because people, again, they don't know you. They don't like you. They definitely don't trust you. You haven't given them enough information or value to give them a reason to do that. Yeah. And I do find it a lot to receive a sales email for every single email. We want to spread it out with those value-based emails and then turn around and sell every, you know, every other email, not definitely not every single email. Right. So you said you need to make your welcome series with the end result in mind. So thinking about that for, you know, an author, speaker, coach, consultant, what kind of sale do you recommend that they should present? Yes, for sure. So I always recommend a low cost offer at the end of your sequence, anything higher, they're often just not ready for it. Mm -hmm. So I like to suggest um, like under $50, I find does really, really well. Uh, Of course, again, you can, this is something you can certainly test. My offer at the end of my sequence is $37 and it does well. Uh, So maybe, you know, your audience of authors, maybe this is when they're selling their book is actually at the end of the sequence. So, and you know, if you don't have a, a low cost offer like this, you certainly can offer your one-on-one service. Um, And if you don't have anything to offer, uh, so be it. Like you don't have to offer anything. If you don't have something, uh, you'll just keep building that trust and connecting with them until you do have the right offer to be able to present to them. Yes, I agree with you. you. You need that low ticket offer because this is the chance for you to see who's serious and who is you know, ready to put their money down to work with you because, you know, the first dollar is always the easiest. And then it's always, you know, the real money is made in the long-term and the long sale because you're growing that relationship, right? Exactly. And like, if you are doing, uh, if you're a consultant or a coach, people often aren't going to meet you and right away want to buy your high-end offer. They want that, uh, you know, get their feet wet a little bit and understand your offers and get a feel for you. And that usually happens with that low cost offer. Mm -hmm. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so say somebody has 
you know, they've used that framework, they have their welcome series set up, but let's say people use that framework for developing an automated sequence. How many of those do you think one business owner needs in their business? Yeah, so you definitely only need one welcome sequence. And to start, you only need one freebie too. I think that's when we get too overwhelmed thinking, oh, I need to have you know more freebies, put more stuff out there. You don't need to look like start with one freebie and keep pushing that one out. Like I suggest, you know, talk about it as much as you can um, because people don't hear about it as much as you think they do. We always worry about bugging people. They're not hearing it as often as we think they are. So I would suggest to really just focus on one core freebie uh, to get you going. And then you can start to branch out, uh, but you never really need more than um, two or three or four freebies ever, I, I personally think. Um, but my suggestion would be just to start with one. And always you really, you only ever need one welcome sequence. So even if you have multiple freebies, they the opt-in will be different, but it will still lead them all through the same one welcome sequence. Okay, that makes sense. And I agree. If you get too many in the mix, then I think that you're just not focused on you know, making your one welcome series and the one lead generator really deliver the value that really, it just summarizes your whole business and who you are. Because again, people are getting flooded with so many messages from multiple different people. You just want to be as clear and concise as you can be. So I, I agree with that. Now, Danny, I know you're a, a whiz with words. So I am curious. If somebody sets up this welcome series, what are some of the best subject lines you've written for welcome series to get people to open these emails? Oh man, you are putting on me, me on the spot here. I love it. Um, <laughs> definitely curiosity driven emails always win. Um, I mean, you need to do it tasteful. It has to be truthful what the curiosity is. Um, but anything that, um, yeah, get, get your reader to spark interest, really. Question marks at the end of sequences at and the end of subject lines too often really help. Uh, say if you were saying wedding day, that alone, okay, but wedding day, like, ooh, something happened. Like even putting that question mark at the end, you're like, oh, what happened on her wedding day? You know, you know so there's little tricks like that that you could use to build up your subject line a little bit more, um, but definitely curiosity-driven headlines always win. I love that. And that's the thing. Sometimes I'll be reading articles and trying to find, you know, new ideas for subject lines. Some of them are just too risky and mm -hmm. I, think, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I really always wonder, you know, what is the, what is the riskiest thing that people have written for their subject lines? But thank you for that tip. Now, the last question I have for you, Danny, what is the most common mistake that you wish entrepreneurs would know about their welcome series to just help them create better welcome series? What's something you keep seeing them mess up? So mistakes I see is focusing your welcome sequence too much on you or like us, the writer, as opposed to our reader. So yes, there's a fine line because we certainly want to share our story and connect with them but we want to do it in a healthy way that still spotlights them and still makes it worthwhile. Ultimately, every time anyone reads an email from us, they're always thinking, what's in it for me? Like, why should I be reading this email? So there's definitely a balance of uh, bringing you into the email, but being able to still focus it on your reader. 
So that's one thing I see. Um, and one thing I, I mean, what I hope people know about welcome sequences is what a good opportunity it is to bring your, like, let your personality shine. So I really encourage people to not put themselves in a box when writing these welcome sequences or writing any email um, in general is just to bring more of you into these emails. Um, you know, like I said before, so many aspects of our business happens through the written form. So I really encourage you not to run from these, uh, from, from writing these emails and really use it as a chance to bring out who you are and to really truly connect with your audience. I could not agree with you more. And I think that is the really liberating thing about being a business owner, you know, this is about your personality. People are going to pick you because it's not just, you know, the information you're giving them, but it's you, it's your personality, how they're going to, you know, if they have to call you every day or interact with you every day, people want to know that they're going to get along with you and that they're going to enjoy their time with you. And that's the funny thing that I see with a lot of my clients is once they start, you know, a podcast or their YouTube show and they'll send me the recording and all of a sudden I said, who's this robot that got on, <laughs> that got on the camera? Because I know when I'm calling you, you're laughing, you're so smart, you're so passionate, you're so energetic. Right when the camera goes on, it's like, yeah, I'm a robot and I'm here <laughs> to help you. And I said, what happened to my friend and to the very smart, passionate person who I know you are, I need to, I need to see and hear that person. Yeah, it's so true. And like thinking about people that I've invested in, like thinking about business coaches, there is so many business coaches out there, but the people that I've invested in are, you know, not the ones that have the certain credentials, really. It's it's the people who I've connected with, who I found something in common with. Um, and that only comes out when we share that with people. So we really need to bring that forward in your emails. Exactly. And I'm, I'm reading this book called the one page marketing plan right now. I'm not, I forget who the author is, but he just was going over this and he was saying, you know, the worst mistake an, a business owner can do is lose all your personality and your marketing. Because if you just, you know, strip away your logo and you present the information and you just look at that compared to the guy next to you, is it going to look identical or are you going to be the one who's shining through with your personality? So I, I really would encourage, you know, my clients and anyone else listening to this, that your personality is what's selling your service. So don't hide it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Danny, thank you again so much for being on this show. I know you have so much expertise and knowledge on copywriting, but I hope everyone listening got a lot of value from this episode. I know I have. If people want to learn from you more, Danny, where can they find you and what kind of services do you have for them? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love to hang out on Instagram most, so you can definitely come find me there. I'm at dannypage.online. And for services, I write launch copy. So if, you know, sales pages, email campaigns, um, I would love to be able to help you. Definitely drop me a line on Instagram. Okay, wonderful. And I could say I actually found Danny from Instagram. She does have a beautiful page and a lot of information. So it's very engaging. So Danny, thanks again for being on the show. 
And if you are an author, speaker, or consultant, don't forget to check out EffortlessEngine.com. We're a done with you marketing service to help you create evergreen content to help you become a thought leader in your industry. We'll help you power your message into new territory. What are you waiting for? The world is waiting to join your journey.